I gotta be the first to say, congrats finishing your first US tour ever. I figure you're either like on cloud nine or completely exhausted. A bit of both, to be honest. <laughs> a bit of both, man. Like, yeah. I feel like after we've got the work done, we can actually go out and, you know, relax, but, you know, hang out, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, this show was, um, and I put all my energy into it because, you know, it's all over now, so all I got to worry about is sleeping from here on. <laughs> I got to say, man, killer show tonight. I'm glad I get to talk to you after as opposed to before the show. Not only you guys, just three instruments, nowhere to hide behind, but all singing and clean singing and heavy singing. It's, it's amazing what you guys are doing as teenagers with your instruments, but then to have the vocals there too is, is incredible. But is that something that's always been kind of a mission statement from day one? Like you gotta be able to sing and I mean, play your instruments? That, that was something that we did incorporate pretty early on. Um, I think it was around the time we were writing songs like Hypocrite, which is one of the first songs that we ever wrote for the album. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been a few years that we've been doing that, like quite a few years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just something that happened. It wasn't really yeah. something that we said, oh, you must, we must be doing this. It's more yeah. like we like the sound of it. And so that's what we were doing. That's cool. I mean, most bands have one singer too, but you got three, which makes it pretty amazing. And, you know, looking back on this run, what's been like the highlights for you guys? Like first time in the US, is there any cities or anything that stand out? Like give me some of the highlights looking back on everything the now. The city that stood out to me was Toronto, Canada. Uh-huh. Um, I just felt like I was in the future, to be honest. Like everything was all, I don't know, it was a really cool venue and you had like an amazing view. Um, also another city that stood out to me was San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. I'd have to agree with Lewis yeah, with San Antonio. Um, the theater that we're playing in, the Aztec, was um, uh, it was quite an old theater, but it was like fully beautiful, man. And you know, um, the the city itself reminded us of Spain and our time that we um, spent in Spain because it was right next to the Mexican border. Uh, so you know, it felt very European to us with all the canals and everything. Right, all so, the, yeah. the river walk and all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was very yeah. cool. It was, it was really cool, man. Um, honestly, like for me. Show-wise, the best show for me would have been either Gallup, New Mexico, or uh, San Antonio. How about about sightseeing-wise? Sightseeing-wise, well, I mean, we didn't do a lot of sightseeing. uh, So, I mean, the places that we did visit, we went and saw Mount Rushmore and Niagara Falls when we came back from Canada. Um, And we also went and saw... um, in San Antonio, what's it called again? The Alamo, yeah. So we that was just down the road from the venue, so we just walked down there and. So you got to see a couple a couple of sites yeah, along the yeah, way. Yeah, man. Along, along with um, well, from a distance we saw a Crazy Horse, which was pretty impressive, and um, oh, yeah. Mount Rushmore. We went right up close to that, and um, yeah, we saw Window Rock as oh, well yeah, and Gallup, Rock, which was, cool. was really cool. It's good to kind of see um. You know the whole Native American culture, you know, and all their beliefs. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of, of Native American culture, that's kind of what you guys bring to your music and the Native, your Native American or Native New Zealand culture. Yeah. Maori, is that how you pronounce Maori. it? Mount. Talk about that and kind of explain that for for the American audience. Uh, so pretty much, yeah, Maori, uh, New Zealand's Native people. They were the first people to come to New Zealand and I guess uh, populate the country and. Uh, so, 
you know, New Zealanders still got a lot of Māori living there, um, and we've got, I guess what we're trying to do with the music is, uh, like, incorporate the the language into the music so it normalises the language a bit more because in New Zealand we've got a big problem with people not learning the language and the language kind of being lost a little bit so um, there's a lot of people in New Zealand that are working very hard to try and save that and I think that's one of the things we're trying to do as well as make powerful music because yeah. we're yeah, we're singing about our ancestors and we're singing about things that are relevant to um, me and Lewis especially um, because we're singing about things that have happened to our family and yeah you guys have written specific stuff. songs about battles yeah. and stuff in New Zealand history so that's yeah it's a, a lot of significant stuff to a lot of New Zealanders I appreciate that my wife is Native American so and she's you wouldn't be able to tell by looking at her or anything like that, but she's yeah. very proud of her heritage too, and, and that's something that kind of gets doesn't get the high, the highlight it deserves here yeah. in, in America either. So, and just in looking back on this tour, I always think from an outsider perspective, like, oh, you guys are hanging out with Uncle Al every night, but did you have any experiences with him? Any any conversations? We, any we advice? We went to his house today, man. Yeah, how yeah. was that? It was cool. He's like actually like one of the nicest dude, dudes I've ever met. He's like super chill, and um, yeah, um, he gave us some gear, some, some no, no, yeah, some some like shirts, and he gave us a a record called uh, Surgical Meth Machine. Oh yeah, yeah. And he gave us a country record he did, and like yeah, basically we just he showed us around his just, house. Yeah, we, we just hung out. We, we just a, went to his like house and had a bit. <laughs> Any, any sort of advice along the way, or just, did, oh. he, did you learn anything from him? Well, it was really cool to hear from him. That, um, he got fucked over by record companies. <laughs> well, and he also thought that we were kind of on the right path, which is really, you know, reassuring for us when a guy as influential and, you know, as knowledgeable as Big Al is, um, you know, backing us. And, you know, he said, we're welcome back whenever we like, and, you know. Yeah, he really likes what we're doing, so it's good to hear from him. Yeah, that's high mark from like a living legend, the guy. Yeah, has. I mean, it's insane. And you know, talk a little bit about the uh, New Zealand scene. Like, I'm trying to think, Rack, <laughs> is what is that like out there? Because the only band I can kind of think of is Like a Storm, but they're yeah, kind of Like a Storm is kind that's of like more the rock than metal. Yeah, well, uh, New Zealand has a lot of underground metal bands, but um, something we said earlier this year when we went to Wakan to play there uh, was there's probably more metalheads that go to that festival than there are metalheads in New Zealand so like it's New Zealand is that small we're that isolated um, you know there's a you know there's a really good metal community over there and everyone knows each other pretty much and it's so, so small you have to pretty yeah, much yeah like so pretty much you you won't get dedicated thrash shows you won't get you know death shows you get you know glam band playing with the thrash band playing with a metalcore band you know uh, you it's get it's not you, segregated segregated yeah, like it is which here. which is kind of cool yeah but at the same time um, it's really hard for bands to get out of there so uh, which is why a lot of people haven't heard of New Zealand metal yeah. Well, props to you guys for making making that door, kicking that door down. And I like to play a little game. It's funny to get everyone's kind of an individual opinion and kind of group together bands. Like, you guys know the big four, right? Of thrash metal, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax. 
So, but I want to take that to one decade further and go into the 90s for a second and add a band to it and kind of get your pick off of this list, which I call the Flannel Five. (laughs) Okay, so that's, that's the era that we're going for. And on this list, it's not necessarily that these bands could play, but it's just kind of who is your favorite and your number one off of this list, which would be Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, or Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains, for sure. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains? I don't know. Well, it's man. a hard pick for me, even between Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. But Soundgarden and me, but. We saw Al- Soundgarden live, actually, which Al- was Al- dope. The One of the best bands I ever saw live was Sound- Soundgarden. I was front row. For me, I'd Rest have to. Rest in peace. Mm. Yeah, yeah no, I'd have to say Soundgarden. So Soundgarden, you, you converted now. Yeah. Soundgarden, but you're sticking yeah, to Alice. I, I listened to a lot more Alice in Chains, yeah. when, especially when I was younger. Yeah. I I love both bands, so I think that, it would have been a not as hard as Ethan's pick, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, let's let's take they, it. That'd be runner up. What do you what do you love about them though specifically? Soundgarden. Yeah. Just their technicality. I mean, I love Chris Cornell's voice. I mean, it's just amazing dude like <laughs> I feel like mind he's blowing the dish that he could do with kind of like a, the definition of a rock star he he sings like one and look like one exactly. like he could do it all like yeah and I mean yeah just just sound guard and the, the drumming is pretty great man like I mean I listen to Lamb of God as my main inspiration for drumming yeah. but sound Soundgarden is pretty up there man how about for you? Oh, I'd have to agree with Lewis that Soundgarden was one of the best bands I ever saw live and it was actually one of the first big metal bands I ever saw because they came to Westfest in 2015 which is, uh, it doesn't run anymore but it was, it's a metal festival in New Zealand and um, yeah it was the same time we saw Lamb of God and um, we oh, also saw Faith No More and you know a bunch of other really cool bands but yeah, Soundgarden yeah, really stood out. And um, yeah, so forgotten it. So, imagine vocals for you, especially right. Sound. Sorry, what was the question again? The question. Like, Just who is your favorite off of that list? Oh, my favorite would have to be Alice and Chains. Maybe. Alice, okay. Yeah, I don't know. They've got kind of a, they've got a fucking groove to them, man. Like, I'm into groovy music, to be honest. Like, I know that's like the most popular song, but "Man in a Box" is just so good. Those harmonies that they do. Those yeah. Oh yeah, and and also the how they do the like guitar wah pedal like voice box man it's like cool you know I don't know I like bands that do really weird dish. The, the like, I, like I grew up listening to Ministry so that uh, they do weird dish too so that's probably where I get it from. <laughs> All right, last one. I'll wrap up here because I know you guys want to get out there and enjoy this. One last grouping, kick it up another uh, another decade or so. Add one to it and go new metal six. Okay? So this on this list, I don't need you guys to pick your favorite. This is gonna be Rage, Corn, Lincoln Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. <gasps> oh oh man! That is a decision, man. Because like Screw you. <laughs> I am good at picking favorites, but oh dude, um, a slip, not even new middle. Like I yeah. guess they got new middle elements, but like the rapping and the turntables yeah. and the. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a super close tie between System of a Down and Slipknot for me, but this is so hard for me to say, man. But System of a Down are just they're they're, yeah. they're unique. 
yeah. there's no other band like them and they do like weird Arabic harmonies and like Serge Tankian's got a unique voice system of a down but um, I'm still mega Slipknot fan <laughs> but, <laughs> but tears but me to shreds the swearing that's yeah I'm gonna have to do a lot of you're gonna have to do a lot of bleeding <laughs> how about <laughs> oh, what have you done man <laughs> that's the point of the game it's supposed to be hard it's yeah, it normally a drinking game I know drinking soda for you guys so we'll we, say that. so what we had corn Slipknot sewed uh, rage disturbed, disturbed. rage uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park oh, also, yes. just rage as well. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna say I can't make that decision, man. I'll give you some more time. Go ahead, since you know. Yours. For me, I would have to. Yeah, for me, it was really close between Rage and uh, the System of a Down, but. You know, I grew up with Rage, so uh, that was like the first metal I was ever exposed to, so I'd have to I say Rage. I grew up with Rage as well, so yeah, man, but all this music just is so dear to my heart that I can't pick a favourite, man. Yeah, man. Like, when I met you guys, System of a Down was like the thing that we were always playing as well. I mean, but yeah, Rage. Bulls on Parade has been one of my favourite songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, do you got one now? Dude, on, I literally cannot decide. This is like, like off this my mind. I'm saying it's a system of a down, but I'm, I, I can't decide either. But system of a down. I mean, system makes I'm, sense because they kind of okay. do what you guys do as far as in, incorporating their cultural I'm, and their music. I'm just going to go with Slipknot just due to the fact Joe Jordison. I mean, how do you feel sucks, about him not being sucks there? that he doesn't play for them anymore, but still, I mean, for the years, the f- many years that he did. Um, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And I mean, they're still fantastic. They're the masters of groove, which... They are riff machines. Give me, give me your jam, dude. like being a drummer especially. I played drums as a oh, kid, dude. but like, is it like Blister exists for you? What's what's some no. of the holes in the mat? Like, which one sticks out for you? Honestly, like, duality just has that crazy pump to it. Like, I know a lot of people don't like it because it was a lot softer than everything else, but that song just makes you jump. That baseball bat to the keg to get that. Psychosocial great beat. Yeah, I like, I like the Iowa album, man, because that's heavy. That's what the new one's supposed to be like. That's what people they're saying. People equal shit. Is yeah. the shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving through Iowa and we we're like, oh man, we gotta play some. We gotta play Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cover them, no. I mean, like every time I hear that album, I just think about all the interviews I've heard of them where they're like talking about how destroyed they were while recording that album and I'm like you, you can hear it like you can hear all the rage and depression and just that crazy yeah. that shit was no, happening at that point like, a lot of people give Slipknot first for being like too lightweight but oh they no, they some of their songs are like brutal brutal as hell and you can hear that they're just in the studio like ripping their vocal cords out and doing the dish they're just like on the ground screaming is what it feels like you know yeah well i mean they were for the iowa albums fingers crossed that that's what they keep saying that this new one's gonna be like man i I really hope that these musicians have depressing and crippling (laughs) heartache and they hate everything because that makes good music but do you feel Depressing song, or uh, or is yeah. it more just about tapping into that? Yeah, those I was about that, man. Um, I mean, I wrote a song called "Holding My Breath," which was about anxiety and how that took me to a really dark place. So, I guess to some degree, you do need to kind of feel like you struggle know, does. From a personal place, it's really yeah. hard to yeah, capture that. 
can't write a song about. I want to end up with baby, baby, baby. Oh. Oh. Is that Bieber? Yeah. I think we got to go out on that note. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios.